Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. About 50 minutes or so from practice beginning here. It's the final hour of the Steelers Blitz. We'll be joined by Chris Hoke in this hour. We will have practice begin in this hour before we hand things off to Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson. They'll have you from 2 until 5 for your live practice coverage uh it is a nice day here for football in latrobe is, th- is this the kind of day you like as a player mozi you know it's it's not rainy or wet or anything but it's just a little overcast enough to to keep the extreme heat out of here is, th- is this a, an ideal practice situation oh, this is perfect day man this is what you prefer if you get in this in training camp man you are lucky this is why i loved actually the buffalo bills training camp because it was always like this <laughs> It wasn't as hot as you went. That's the thing, man. When you come down here, we always a joke. We would say, man, it would feel nice right up until it was time for practice. And sure. then it would get very humid, very muggy and sticky out this area. And that is the part that sucks when you're talking about having on equipment. Now, granted, today they won't, but come Monday when they do have on shoulder pads and all that, that adds another 10 oh, to yes, 13 does. pounds on you. So when you're talking about that part, man, with the heat, no, you don't want it hot. You want it overcast. You want it not ideal for pitchers, you know? Not in the, in the literal sense of, oh, can we take a picture? But in the sense of, man, if you were going outside and you say, oh, it doesn't look pretty today. I want to take a picture of this. That's perfect football weather for us in training camp. It absolutely is. Sometimes I wonder – like man, what's training camp like? You know, what's training camp like for the Miami Dolphins, for the Houston Texans? Well, from my understanding, I know in Miami, do they do they some have inside? Indoor. They okay. do indoor. I know in Arizona. Was that, I was gonna say, is that how it was in Arizona? Arizona, Arizona, you have to be indoors. Like we would go outside. We probably had, I think, three outdoor practices in training camp, and on those three days, it's such a big deal. Hmm. They have like IV units, literally on the sideline because guys are dropping like flies because, I mean, you go out there and even on those days where they're like, hey, you're going to practice outside, go in the morning, it's 100-something degrees at 10 o'clock, you yeah. know? So you don't really have yeah. that that luxury of, oh, we'll That's just insane. wait it out or it's going to cool off. So, yeah, but 
I'm glad that I'm not dealing with that either. Yes, yes. yes. Who wants to be outside in that type of heat running around? We would look at Coach Wilkes like, man, you're a madman. Who 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 did this to you? Why why are you doing this to us? Why? Come Craziness. On. Who, who loves you? Is this, who hurt you? Who hurt you? Did you not get hugged enough as Come a kid? Come on, man. Don't take it out on me. <laughs> Oh, man, I love it. And they are uh, – it, it's really filling up out here now. I mean, the stands are, are pretty much packed man, at this point. I tell point. you what, that line to get to the order – It's crazy. Know, it, it looks like Black Friday. It looked like, you know, when they haven't opened the stores just yet and everybody's waiting out there, that's that's how crazy this line looks right now, man. <laughs> looks like outside of Target at, Heck, five, yeah. at 5 a.m. on uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Although now they all open at, like, midnight, don't I they? Oh, yeah. A bunch of bunch of crazies. Come on, man. He's trying to get a turbo, man. What, you think if right we now. if we did like a Venn diagram, right, there has to be a large crossover of everyone waiting in that huge line for autographs that will wait in line on Black Friday to save oh, 100 bucks on a TV. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't just wake up with this type of patience. This is bread. <laughs> this, this, this takes years of patience uh, training to get this patient, man. you got to train for training yeah. camp. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, yeah, it is. I tell you what, that line is wrapped all the way, almost back, uh, all, the whole way around the field, back to Chuck Knoll Field. I feel bad. You know, we had a, a trio of young lads who, and I can actually see them running across the way right now. We had a trio of, uh, of young lads who came over here when we went to break, got an autograph and a picture with Motsi, and were asking us, you know, what's the best way to meet Kenny Pickett and all these things? And we told them, you got to go over to the staircase. And I was thinking, oh, no, now they're going to go over there and they're going to see that huge line and they're going to be disappointed. But I guess when you're 8, 9, 10 years old, I mean, they're just running right up to the front. That's just, what it looks like. They'll yeah. just let them in. Absolutely, man. I was going to tell them, you were Kenny Pickett, man. You should have rolled with it. Just <laughs> on your autograph, man. I got to get that. A little uh, bit. man. It, a little bit longer. To, to an 8-year-old, they just see a tall dude, man. That's Kenny right there. Tall dude with a good smile. That's Kenny right there. Look at that Steelers hat right there. That's Kenny. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, there's – I tell you what, in in a way – I don't want to say I feel bad for Kenny, um, but, man, it's like every aspect, everything he's doing out here, even when he's not taking a rep, is just insanely analyzed. It's like, well, he didn't take any reps during seven shots. What does that mean? Is he going to be the third-string guy? Are they red-shirting him for the year? And then the opposite side of that is, too, Motsi, I don't know if you saw this because, again, you're, you know, you're, taking, a little social media, uh, you're taking a little social media hiatus. Um, there was the first practice here on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking five, ten minutes into practice. Hey, I'm familiar. Mitch yeah. Trubisky overthrows. A, 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 I, don't, I don't remember who it was, but you know, one of the wide receivers running around. He overthrows him, and someone in the stands. I mean, clear as day. You can hear it out here everywhere. He yells, ah, "Get Kenny in there!" So it's like it's like both sides of the equation in that regard. But that's, I mean, that's part of like the mental aspect you were talking about with being a rookie. And hey, if it goes great. Fine, keep it moving. If it goes terrible, fine, keep it moving. All that other, you know, ancillary stuff is part of that as well, too. Yeah, 100%. And for Kenny, he's going to deal with this not just yesterday, not just day before yesterday, not just today, not just tomorrow. He's going to deal with this every chance that, you know, there's going to be open practice out here because he's the first-round quarterback. We know that adds to it. But also you have to take into account that, hey, he is the homegrown product, being the star quarterback from the University of Pitt. He's also the guy that, hey, you're replacing Ben Roethlisberger. So with that, it's going to have a lot of excitement, but it's also going to come with a lot of expectations, and some of them aren't going to be legitimate for Kenny. Mm. But that's one of the, the things that he just has to endure. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's just it is what it is. And the sooner Kenny understands that and accepts it and doesn't allow it to 
sway him one way or the other, I think the easier it'll be on him because it's not an easy thing to deal with. And I could only imagine a young guy like him trying to compete for his NFL livelihood to just show that he belongs, Mm -hmm. to show that he was worth the selection that we uh, drafted him with, the 20th overall pick, to show that, hey, I it's a reason why I was the first quarterback taken. It's a reason why I was the only quarterback drafted in the first two rounds. Go out there and prove that, but it's hard to do that while you're still dealing with the crowd who's going to just overreact to everything good or bad. Yep. And because of the social media era, era, you're going to have to deal with that. You're going to see those voices are even more magnified. Yeah. You know, and not just you, your family's going to see it. Your significant others are going to see it. They're going to bring it to you. Your buddies. So it's going to be a lot to deal with mentally. But this is why we go back to saying, just keep your head down, keep working. Don't let that sway you one way or the other. It's not going to be easy, but you just have to continue to just make sure that you're conscious about it and making that a, 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 deci- a decision that you're doing every single day that, hey, man, I will not allow these things to impact me negatively or even positively. I'm not going to allow it. I'm just going. You say something great about me, great. If you say something bad about me, great. It does not matter. I'm here to work. Yeah, and that's – you have to have the – like almost blinders in that regard. No, that's that's yeah. legitimately what it is. Certain players you have to deal with that. Not everybody has that same not everybody has the same level of expectations sure. from the crowd. So sure. like for me, I never had to deal with that to that extent. Because I was never viewed. You were a six as, round pick. Right. Yeah, so you weren't it, a it top a, a six overall right. pick. So yeah. expectations for me were drastically different. I was one of those guys that was very similar to how Robert Spillane was viewed at times where everything I do is considered an overachievement. Everything I do Vince Williams. is great. Absolutely. Yeah, he's Vince a six-round pick, and he's Prime a starter. Example. That's like you know, yeah. Anything you do, yeah. we're getting overpraised. So we have to combat the other side of, mm. no, I got to keep my edge. I got to keep this dog in me. I got to keep this nobody cares. I don't care what you say because, hey, you weren't here for me when I was a six-round pick. You got here for me when I became the starter. Right. It was a lot that went in. Right. Oh, that, absolutely. It, it, a lot took place for me to go from six-round to being a starter, though. And that's the thing that we had to deal with. But for Kenny, he's dealing with when you are the first-round draft pick, on paper, everything is handed to you. And that's the perception that the fan takes. That's the perception the media takes. So with that, we all know the expectations. We Mm -hmm. know that we're going to expect to see you out there. And if it doesn't go like how we expect it to go, or it's not going the way that we want it to go. People are going to crush you. We're going to crush you. We're going to talk about you. And if it's not – talking negatively about you. We're going to talk negatively about the people that are in front of you that are hindering you from doing what we want. Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, Matt Canada, even Coach Tomlin to an extent. And that's just how he's going to have to understand and ultimately how he's going to have to maneuver through this thing. But the thing that Kenny has on his side is the maturity, the age part of it. Yep. So you're just hoping that between last year, Heisman situation, Mm -hmm. he had that spotlight. He had those eyes on him. You're just hoping that he learned some things from there. And that that helps him carry over to what he's going to have to uh, traverse through right now. Yeah, no, and and you are obviously speaking from a, a position of experience there. I know you, you know, you were on the other side of that equation, but you you shared the locker room with plenty of guys that, that went through what he's going through right now. Maybe the other side of that equation is a little bit like a like a Dan Moore Jr. Mm-hmm. Fourth round pick, no one expected much of you. You end up starting your rookie year. People are feeling good that you can continue to progress and be, hey, we got this guy in the fourth round. If he ends up being a starting left tackle, it's pretty good value there. Uh, he has to stay locked in the regards of I haven't earned anything yet. You know, it's, it's just one year. I got to come back out here and prove it again that not that there's a ton of competition at that st- at that position, but that, that, that I am the guy to be here for the long term. Yeah, and those are – 
you know, as, as you said earlier in the first hour of the show, the game's within a game uh, out here in Latrobe, and that's part of why we love this access. And I did want to say something, out here too. So I know with Dan Moore, um, we, we, I mean, on paper, yes, he doesn't have a lot of competition in-house, but he is competing because his contract, it's not a lot of money involved mm. in that. And with that, the team can still go shopping. If they see something outside that they like and they say, hey, you know what, we want to bring this in, we think it's an upgrade – they have that ability to do that. It's and not it like they're doesn't, eating a ton of cash right, on Dan Moore's deal. It doesn't hurt you when it's yeah. a fourth rounder. It doesn't kill you. It's not going to look bad from an optics perspective either if they wanted to. But that's only going to happen if Dan Moore doesn't come out here and do what he's capable of doing. If he doesn't continue to build upon the foundation that he laid last season, which I do not anticipate happening. But he always – just until he gets that new contract or until he solidifies himself, there is always competition, even if it's not directly in-house because the way the league works, free agencies, (laughs) trades, all of that happens, man. And them dudes, I've seen plenty of guys have elite confidence thinking that they had nobody to worry about in-house and we trade for a guy or we sign a Joe Hayden. We call up a Brandon Boinkins. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen these things happen. Oh, 100%. (laughs) We've seen them recently. We've seen them in the past. You're like, oh, I Thought he was. You, you thought you were the guy. Ah, you're not the guy now. Okay, you're, you're not that guy, pal. Yeah, yeah, that's you're how not it that guy. And it happens quick. They have uh, removed the blockade for Autograph Hill, so all the fans are moving over to where the Steelers the players herd is on the move. Walk down. The that herd me- is on hey, the move. You know what's hilarious? Those three little kids are at the very front. I got it. Listen, those guys. Props to those guys. Not only did they get past security to come yeah. down here and get Arthur Motes' autograph, they got past a thousand people in the line who were ahead of them. Ah, get on those young kids. They're they're going places in life. I tell you. Um, we uh, with the opening of Autograph Hill here that means that guys will be trickling down the hill getting warm-ups going uh energy gonna pick up here real soon as we are just about uh 40 minutes away from practice number three here in latrobe real quick mozi before we go to break uh, one of our longtime listeners and tweeters steel city reese oh what up steel city reese miss you baby tweets us and says good morning sirs today is my 40th birthday let's The best gift would be a shout-out on SNR today. Thank you. Well, Steel City Reese. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You old, cousin. Yeah, 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 on guard. (laughs) You the big 4-0. That's over the hill, if I remember correctly. That is over the hill. That's what they say. But I think 40 is the new 30. So... Because thirty's new twenty, you're right. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're really only twenty four years yeah, old. That's Austin what Mutz. I've been telling people all the time. Yeah, I'm, twi- I'm twenty one. I'm twenty one. So I can. 20? Fi- I can find like, like a- the new like fifteen. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, I would say you're getting. Yeah, you're going. Yeah. That that man, works when you get older, right, but not right, when, you're, like, <laughs> wait, when you're twenty. How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> happy beer, happy birthday, Steel City Reese, the big four zero. Yes, indeed, man, live it up, live it up. And uh, we hope you have a great day, just like we hope uh, everybody out here at Latrobe is enjoying themselves as well. About fifteen minutes or so from now, Chris Hoke is going to join us. He knows a thing or two about these training camp sessions. We'll pick his brain for our uh, our annual alumni or our daily alumni segment, I should say. On the other side, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler rolling along here. It's the Steelers Blitz. Ongoing coverage of Training Camp 2022 on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. The Steelers Blitz here live on the campus of St. Vincent College in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, where we are anticipating practice number three for your Pittsburgh Steelers. It'll be the penultimate practice without pads. So no pads today, no pads tomorrow on Saturday. Then they'll take the last day of July, Sunday off. And then we are back Monday 
August 1st in pads, where I believe it's supposed to be a scorcher. So that will be uh, that'll be ramping up things pretty quickly there, Mr. Motes. And that's what I'm ultimately looking forward to the most because then we will finally see real football being played again and we will get to hear my favorite acoustics, which are pads popping. And that's pads what I happen to love. Popping. You know, there's every sport has its great sounds, mm -hmm. right? A swish in basketball. Mm -hmm. That perfect drive, the contact with mm -hmm. the, 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 you know, off the tee box in golf. Yeah. That uh, gunshot sound when that linebacker come downhill and fill that eight gap. Oh wait, the crack, you know, the oh, home, the wait. home run off the bat, Fah. right? That was like, when Sidney Crosby yeah. goes bar down and clanks it off mm -hmm. the, the the inside post, or, or when you see all eleven hats to the ball and it sounds like bumblebee. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's I love. I love it. I love a great sports sound. I love a great sports sound. And you're right, pads popping is certainly up on that list. We will not have that today or tomorrow, but Monday. And that'll be good. You know, that'll be right about the time where we're like, all right, let's 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 get some physicality into yeah, here. Well, let's... And that'll be the full ramp-up period and it's serving its full purpose. Mm -hmm. Guys will by then be conditioned enough from a just getting the travel up off of you, just getting back used to running around and doing football, not drilling football, playing actual football. Like, you'll have that under your belt, then it'll be time for that, man. So without a doubt. And that is something that even though – you know, me and Wolf will joke about it occasionally. But all oh, the new guys, they're soft now with these acclimations. We never got acclimations. They don't have two days. We had two days all the time. Like, this is what it's for. This is for their longevity. This is ultimately mm -hmm. for them to have longer careers mm -hmm. and be healthier even when they're done playing and stuff like that, man. But, now we're definitely excited to see these guys when it's time to get physical, man. Yeah, no, you're right. That's why in the past what were 10, 12-year careers are now mm -hmm. 15, 16, 17-year yes. careers. Um, although, I get it. Everybody, every, there's a nostalgia element in there as well, too. I, I totally get it. Hey, while we're waiting for, uh, for Chris Oak here, at our SNR table. He's going to join us here in just a few minutes. Uh, Mint Dragon tweets us. I think a first-time tweeter. Welcome to the party, Mint what Dragon. What it do, what it do. Uh, I referenced earlier with Wolf the you and TJ Watt embracing the suck together story yes. uh, of training camp. And Mint Dragon wants to hear that story from, from you as we wait for Chris Hoke here. So tell the people, and I believe that was your first, was that your first training camp with the Steelers? No, that wouldn't have been your first. No, that would have been your last, your last mm -hmm. with the Steelers. Uh, when you and T.J. Watt were the only outside linebackers, only edge rushers available, and you guys had to grind it out for three weeks together. No, essentially, yeah, I mean, that's it right there. Um, you know, we're going into that final season. Obviously, he's the young guy. I'm the uh, highest-paid guy in the room at that time because um, just based on the contract and how everything was played sure, out. Sure. But we knew that we weren't going to be adding a lot of guys. We didn't want to add more bodies. We still had a James Harrison on the roster. We had a Bud Dupree on the roster. We had Keon Adams, a couple of other younger guys. But for some reason, the injury bug had bit the room. <laughs> and everybody just kept getting hurt back to back to back to back to back. And we had three healthy bodies. Well, and those three bodies were James Harrison, who for my tenure here in Pittsburgh, he never practiced in training camp or he would go and take selective reps during training camp. So we knew he wasn't available to us. The next two guys that were healthy were T.J. Wyden, yours truly, Arthur Motes. And we're going out here and we're practicing. And we're going out here and Joey Porter, who's the head coach, our, our position coach at the time, he lets us know, look, man, <laughs> Coach T don't want to bring in another body because he's going to take away from somebody else's spot. You know, we're going to have to cut somebody else. Right. He thinks that both of you guys are conditioned enough. Y'all can make this thing happen. Now, you know, teacher, he the rookie. He don't really got a say in this thing. You know, I'm leaning on you. And I'm like, 
I ain't a guy to take days off. No, how I ain't. Gonna, I'm not a guy that's gonna try to get somebody else cut by telling them, "Hey, man, we need some help." Either. <laughs> so that's when you know me and TJ we had to have that look, and you know you start putting these reps in in practice, and you're like, "Dude, we literally took every rep today, every warm up rep." Every competition rep, every seven on seven rep, we would split all back, two and a half do, hours of it. Hit these pass rush <laughs> reps and it's rapid fire. And it's times where we're both over there looking at each other like, yeah, we're on the brink of passing out. And I'm like, man, I ain't dropping if you ain't dropping. And I'm, I'm looking over here like, you ain't tapped out, I ain't go tap out. And as and, I recall, that was a hot summer. Oh no, without a doubt, yeah, that was. Probably, there were not many overcast days yeah, out here. That yeah. was probably one of the hotter camps that we've experienced here. And literally, that went on for about a week and a half, two weeks. Of just literally me and him out there. And, man, we played in that Giants preseason game. And we both, you know, had big-time performances, like, really went off. And we could both remember laughing about how, man, how sore we were oh. even going into the game. And then afterwards, we coming out here, we have to practice. Sure. You get, what, like a day off like, and you then you're back off, at it. And we're just like, bro, how are we going to do this? And I remember looking oh. at him right out here on this field. And I'm, like, thinking to myself, okay. The young boy about to drop. The young boy going to tap out because they always I can't do. tap out. I'm the vet here. He's no, the no, no, no. Tapping out isn't I haven't even thought about tapping out for me because I'm just like, that's my mindset. I'm like, I would much rather die out here than tap out. Like, that's just. When I start tapping out is when my career comes exactly, to an end. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, you, you're going to have to put me on an ambulance. I'm not know, a first round pick uh, yeah, like TJ, yeah, all right? Yeah. I can't. <laughs> Listen, when, when I came on this field, my family knew when I text them I love you, they already know what time I'm on, all right? It, it's. it's we only coming back one way, all right? That's it. Either with your shield or on, on it. it. Either way. But I'm not tapping out. That's just that's just who I am. So if that's my mindset, I'm looking at TJ. I'm like, man, I didn't see how many of these other young guys tap out. I've seen how many of these other, like, top-end picks say, hey, man, I'm not going to do that. It's not worth it. I don't have to. Mm-hmm. But for me, every time I look over there at TJ, he wasn't smiling. I wasn't smiling. He had that look. I had that look. And it was like, yo, we're going to get it in. And no matter, man, it got to the point we were walking around. We were jogging. We call it jogging. It really like two old men because of how beat up our bodies were feeling at a that brisk time. brisk walk. We're just like trying to get to this other field. And Joey Porter at the time, he's like, yo, y'all chill right now. We're going to stop this individual period, man. Y'all, y'all out here. I'm going to take care of y'all. And then after that, man, guys started to get back healthy and everything ended sure, up working sure. out. But that was one of those rite of passage. That was one of those moments where you really – get a respect for a certain uh to a certain level because mm-hmm. not everybody does that and I could tell you firsthand experience that was one of the only times I've ever seen a young guy who was a high-end pick endure that most of them dudes man they don't they will find a reason to tap out they find a reason why they can't go they find a reason why coach needs to bring in another body but TJ never looked for that TJ was like yo I'm not gonna stop working I'm not going to tap out. I'm not going to take this practice drop. I'm not going to put you in a bond. I'm not going to inconvenience anyone else. And I just always respected that about him because that is not something that is common practice no. with rookies, especially first-round first round draft picks, Because I'm a first-round pick. I'm not going anywhere. Absolutely. So it's like, yo, what do I have to prove? Right. And that's the, the big issue. But for TJ, he took it as if he was undrafted. That was how his approach to practice was. And like you said, this is practice. Talk about training camp. Mm-hmm. Well, you're guaranteed a spot. For me, I didn't have that luxury. I'm like, man, look, it's the last year of my contract. We just drafted this first round. I know y'all want Bud out here, and I'm getting paid the most in here. No, no, no. I got to be ready to go. So it was a different mindset for me. But for him, it was just good to see that. And now when you see and you hear the reports of how he's torching guys in practice, how he still is working out, even on the sideline when he's not in, he's still getting extra reps in. It makes sense. 
And it's no surprise why this guy is the reigning defensive player of the year and why he's going to continue to be on this trajectory for a long time, barring anything catastrophic happening. Yeah. Because he has that dog in him, because he has that work ethic. And that's why I'm always the biggest fan of him, man. Mm -hmm. No, I I remember you telling me that story in 2019 when when we uh, got into our first, like, real – you know, uh, season of, of doing the show together, and just how you from that moment on, you respected TJ, and it just you were took like, it to a whole another level. For he's me, man. he's gonna have a nice career. You yeah. know, if you are, if you're that, if you're that first yeah. round player who you're secure in your position, but you're still coming out here with that kind of attitude. And you know what? Mm-hmm. That was a good start. Like that attitude is part of what's gotten him to no, you know to the sack record and, and to defensive player of the 100%, year. One hundred percent, he's never complacent. That's the thing. Like. You would think a guy that just tied Michael Strahan's sack record has the Defensive Player of the Year trophy in his house now, mm-hmm. that he would be complacent. He would come out here and say, I don't need to go crazy second every highest paid single defender day. in the NFL. Yeah, I don't need to go out here and go crazy every single day. He just got married. He could be over here like, man, I want to go back on a honeymoon. You know how, you know how nice it is to get married and have $100 million? Come <laughs> on, man. Why are you tripping? He got plenty of you, things he could be doing right now. You can go on some nice honeymoons with he that money. He got plenty of things he could be doing right now, but he's out here getting it in. And that's the thing that I respect so much, though. But like you say, you either have that or you don't. People will talk about money change you. It doesn't change you. It just highlights who you are. Mm-hmm. And for TJ, he's always been a humble, hardworking guy, a guy that's never complacent, a guy that always wants to show that he has more left. And that's why we're seeing this version of him. And it's just extremely exciting to see because back then I would have never known or even thought that he was a defensive player, uh, defensive player of the year candidate. Right. I never would have thought that. We would have just been like, yo, he's a double-digit sack guy. He's going to be a nice player. He's going to be a huge addition to this team. But to see what it's grown into, that's the part where I'm just like, the sky's literally the limit for him. But it's just always fun, man, for me, whenever I get to think back of like, man, I do got this moment with him where a lot of us don't get this. A lot of us can't say we did this. It was was plenty of people there going to talk of that story from the outside and say we was on the sideline watching that happen. Right, right. But it was dope, man, for me to actually be out there and we looking at each other and it was plenty of the moments, man. We both looking you, you know that look you're you, embracing the suck I together. I got that look you got that look and we like, all right, bro. <laughs> it's it <laughs> we're, it's all good here. But me and you both know how we feel about other guys in our room right now. Like it, you, you would start. We would start going into these team meeting rooms, these position group meeting rooms, and we like, yo, look at giving everybody not, the stank eye. Y'all better not crack a joke. Y'all better not eat a snack. Y'all better not laugh. I don't want to hear anything. Don't put your feet up. Y- you better not act like you're tired. Like that was the energy that we were on. But it worked out, man. It, like I said, it's just awesome to see where TJ is now, though, man. <laughs> no, it certainly is, and and that all makes a lot of sense when you you know when, again, he was a first round pick for a reason. But he wasn't Miles Garrett first overall. He wasn't mm-hmm. Khalil Mack in the top five. I mean, some people even thought at the time he was a reach, just based on did, the yeah. lack of productivity from you know playing outside linebacker for multiple seasons. We knew he was coming off of injuries, and it looked like at the time his first round draft grade was largely based upon his brother JJ Watt, right? Because that was also during the heart of JJ's run of multiple Defense Player of the Year mm-hmm. awards. So it just came off, and I'm not going to lie, I was also a victim of that thought process initially when we drafted him. I was like, man, T.J. Watt, who is this dude? Why are you drafting him in the first round just based on him being new to this position? Sure. Because you think he's got potential. Absolutely. And I'm like, man, we're trying to win here. You're bringing in a a project. Like, what are we talking about? In the first round. You know, but then you see him, and it's like, oh, no, this isn't a project. You see him in OTAs, and it's like, oh, no, this guy's pro-ready today. He's ready to go now. And then, like I said, man, just see how everything else kind of developed with the work ethic and stuff like that, man. It was just a beautiful transition for him. No, that 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 I, I do love hearing that story, and that's you know that's laying the groundwork for for what T.J. Watt has has worked himself into. Again, there's 
there's a lot of guys that the moment they step into the league, you can just see it. You know they're going to be productive. You know they're going to have a nice career. You know, Miles Garrett, Khalil Mack, you know, some of those guys that come to mind. But then there's other people like TJ. I think Aaron Donald falls into this category yeah. too, where where you can see, you, like, like you said, this guy's going to be nice. He's going to have double-digit sacks. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a good player. But that uh, it's, it's the above the shoulders, the mentality and the work ethic that got Aaron Donald and TJ well, Watt, not we, to just be nice players, that. but to be in all-timers. I had a chance to experience uh, some of that as well. I mean, I just think of the two guys that I talk about, first-round draft picks, and how different they were. Bud Dupree, TJ Watt. When we drafted Bud Dupree, soon as we saw him on tape, we're like, bro, whoa, what is this? I haven't seen this size, this speed come combined together. I mean, when he first came out here to OTAs, we're like, usually it's, yeah, we kicking any rookie's butt, and there's (laughs) nothing they could say. There's nothing they could do. But it was like, oh, this is a little different here. <laughs> this dude here, this is one of them lab specimens, you know? Right, right. But the difference was it was taking him. He had the physical traits day one, mm. the combination of size, speed, the prototypical like body and things like that. But we knew the development was going to take a little bit longer in terms of him just understanding um, the playbook, development of pass rush moves, et cetera. Sure, sure. So it was a little bit of a process for him to get acclimated to the NFL level, whereas with TJ – when you when we first looked at him, he didn't physically jump off to us. He didn't threaten us from an athletic ability perspective until we got the chance to see him. And then it's like, oh, man, this dude is actually, whoa, mm-hmm. okay. He already is here with this. Oh, mentally on top of that, he understands. And that was the biggest difference when we were looking at those guys. And when you talk about expectations, though, that goes into it. One mm-hmm. guy looking the part eyeball test-wise, Miles Garrett categories, whereas the other guy a little bit, you know, undersized or not undersized mm-hmm. but just doesn't look physically imposing but is just so naturally gifted and understands the work ethic and what it takes to be successful Aaron Donald TJ Watt yep that's what we get man and like I said for me man it was just awesome to be here for that phase yeah it, it is it's a lot of fun when you you get to see that greatness develop absolutely you man. see it for, see it from the ground floor and see it built up you know the, the process that we always talk about um, and even with all those guys we named, all of them are successful to certain extents. Absolutely. That's the other part, absolutely. too. Like, that's that's the cool, like, really cool part when I think of it, man. Yeah, no no doubt, no doubt. And that's uh, that's part of the reason why I love uh, sharing this show with you for the insight of the decade of NFL experience, four years here in the black and gold. We are still waiting to see if, uh, if we get Chris Hoke here, our scheduled Steelers alumni uh, visit of the day. No maybe, maybe he got caught by them little, them little fellas. Oh, uh, those little fellas might have got him. Them little fellas might have caught him. I'm just throwing they, it out They might have got him. That's they, a good they, call they, by they, you. They, they, they got the roster pulled up, man. Hey, they're ready to go. They're not messing around. Uh, no, absolutely. And we're not messing around either. we got to get to break here. If we don't have Chris Hoke on the other side, it's fine. We'll, we'll end with your tweets as we always do. And Motsi, you'll appreciate this. I mean, we got the tweets rolling in, cousin. Let's go. You know how it works this time of year. Oh, a, lot of the, a lot of the people who, I don't want to say leave us throughout the offseason, but maybe they're just they not. Take they take a little hiatus. They take a little hiatus. You know, they, they take a little break. You know, everybody needs to breathe from time to time. Well, they're all back in the saddle. We've got a lot of the, uh, lot of the OG tweeters that are, are back uh, in Steelers uh, Nation involvement here. Uh, Daniel back on the tweets. Hey. Big, big shout out to Daniel. Uh, we got a lot of tweets to get to here. We'll do that on the other side, as well as potentially talking with Chris Hoke as we wrap up the show and get ready for practice number three. Don't you dare go anywhere because we sure aren't. It's ongoing coverage of Steelers training camp 2022. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. When you want black and gold football talk, you want SNR.
This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. The hill is packed and the Steelers are trickling down to Chuck Knoll Field. That means it is just about practice time here. About 15 minutes from now, practice will get going. And we'll hand things off to Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson with the drive. They will have your practice coverage here on SNR, uh, our ongoing coverage, folks. Uh, we start at 9 a.m. every morning with Bob Labriola and Tom Opperman. We go until late into the evening because nobody covers the Steelers like we do here. Nobody on covers the Steelers like we do for seven home <laughs> of the black and gold. Let's get to the tweets here, Arthur Motes, as we wrap up the show like we always do. Uh, our buddy, me. What up, though, me? He's another one. Nice to yes, have. Uh, nice yes. to have me back on the tweets here. Let's go. Uh, you got wants to know our expectations for the Steelers' offensive line this year. Minor improvement or substantial improvement? I'm hoping for a substantial improvement. We'll um, know a lot more come Monday when pads are finally out because. For me right now, man, when you're trying to evaluate these dudes in shirts and shorts, the interior portion, right, the core. It's it's tough. It's tough, man. No different than what we talked about in OTAs and minicamp. It's reasons why you can't evaluate those guys. And for those that don't know, look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you can look, uh, look at Ryan Jensen. Look at what happened to him yesterday. That's the type of stuff you don't want. That's why we don't evaluate O-line, D-line during this time because you shouldn't be going that hard where I can evaluate you. I don't want to see your get-off. I don't want to see your hand placement. I don't want to see how well you move in shirts and shorts. No. Uh-uh. You, you tempo it down. We'll, we'll get a chance to see how tough you are. You'll get a chance to win a roster spot when you put the pads on. But if you're doing that type of stuff now, that's how injuries happen. Yeah. And that's why if you're tamping, you're looking at Ryan Jensen, a guy that they were really dependent on, he's potentially going to be out for the rest of the season. All because a guy wants to go a little bit too hard. Mm-hmm. So for me, yeah, I, 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 not pun intended me, but uh, <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, man, that's ultimately why, you know, it's really hard to evaluate those guys and why here in Pittsburgh they've been doing a good job of not allowing us yeah. a chance to evaluate them because they aren't taking that type of tempo. They aren't putting out there that type of – those type of reps during this time, man, with that dress. So Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I It's tough. I mean, in the trenches, you got to have the pads on. you got to mm-hmm. have the physicality element to really make a judgment there. But just on the surface, I'll take minor improvement. Oh, without a doubt. I'll, I'll, I'll take minor improvement. Uh, me also wants to know, better cartoon, Tom and Jerry or Looney Tunes? Whoa. That's that's tough. tough. I'm going to go Looney Tunes, though. That's a, that's a good one, though. Jeez. That's a good one. We could do a whole hour on that. I will go Looney because you got just more of it. That, but plethora. yeah, right. Because if I'm just saying Looney Tunes versus one, or if I'm saying Tom and Jerry versus one particular Looney Tunes character, or one particular Looney Tunes yes. show, that's different. Exactly. But exactly. Yeah, Looney Tunes as a whole, it's like you know, it's like a network. It is like a network. Yeah. Uh, Steeler Nation nine twenty wants to know our favorite Latrobe memories. You go first because you're gonna have the the good ones. See, you said I'm gonna have a good one. I was about to say uh, the Latro 500. You know that that's that's, <laughs> that, that, that's actually my most fond memory. For those that don't know what the Latro 500 is, uh, every year there comes a final day of it'll be August 18th. This you know, year. it'll be August 18th. You know that that's the, the the final date of your Pittsburgh Steelers being located at Latro. And uh, whenever that practice ends. We have this little thing we like to call from the player's perspective, the Latro 500, where it is literally a race to get back home. And I've never won it, but I've finished in the top three before. So that's <laughs> one of my favorite memories. Yep, yep. But in all seriousness, man, um, probably one of my first training camps here. Actually, yeah, 2014. Um, 
obviously it was my first time to the team. It was a dope experience, man, because I was new. It was my first new team in the NFL. Sure, sure. And one of our first practices, we're doing joint practices with who? My former employee, the Buffalo Bills. Oh. So it was like this That ramps weird, up the intensity. So it was this weird dynamic of first I was excited to see some of my former teammates that I've known for the previous four years, but at the same time, I was so amped up and juiced to, like, prove a point, like, man – I'm better than any, any of y'all that's out here. I can hit harder than y'all. Y'all, y'all should have had paid me. You know, y'all, y'all wanted to keep me, but y'all wanted to switch it up when y'all switched GMs, stuff like that. So I just felt like all this animosity and stuff. But it was just fun to do that for multiple days throughout the week and then go in there in the preseason game. Sure. And actually, you know, go out there and make some plays and stuff like that as well, man. But that was one of mine for me, man. Just having the, the old and my new oh, yeah. all here that together. Is cool. it, it, was, it was a dope experience, man. That is cool. For me, it'd be my first training camp. You know, I – I was just hired a, a week or two before. I had just moved back from Philadelphia, back to my hometown. I got all these guys, Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson and Mike Persuda and Tim Benz that I had been listening to and, and reading throughout my young adult life. All of a sudden, I'm bumping elbows and working with those guys. And I think I've told you this story before, Motsi. But one night, we came back to the dorm room late, all right? And uh, and Matt Williamson, he pranked Adam Crowley pretty good. <laughs> he, uh, he, he put a thing of water on top of his door, right? And so Said, hey, oh, no. And said, hey, Adam, walk in here. And Adam opens oh, the door, and, no. the, and the water goes all over him. You know, classic uh, classic little dorm room Yikes. prank there. We, we had some fun. There's a, there's a couple stories we can't tell on air from that from that first year here. And like I said, for me, too, just, just being around all these guys that I had read and listened to, uh, you know, from afar when I was growing up, when I was in college, when I was working in other cities, uh, to be able to, you know, bump elbows with these guys was, was pretty cool. As well, too. Uh, Britsburg Owen, our buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I made our buddy from across the pond uh, says, excited to see, uh, excited from what we've seen from George Pickens so far. Does Motsi think he will play week one? Barring any injuries, yeah, I definitely do. Um, if he can continue the trajectory that he is on right now with the plays that he's been able to make during this process, I mean, that's, that's, that's big time. I mean, we know he has the physical traits, but you just want to see, can you continue to put it together consistently enough where we can depend on you, where we can trust you? That's the biggest reason why rookies typically don't play early on. It's a trust element. If I can't trust you to align the right way, if I can't trust you to run the right route, I can't put you out there because if you don't do your job, then you're going to jeopardize the success of this team and sometimes the health of this team. If my quarterback is, you know, having to get rid of the ball fast and he's expecting right. you to have your eyes back and you don't and he has to hold that ball and take a shot, well, that's legitimate. But those are some of the things that it doesn't get talked about as much. It wouldn't be highlighted as much because it's at wide receiver. But those right. are some of the details, right. some of the intricacies that goes into why certain young players play and certain young players don't. But as long as George continues to pick up this playbook the way that he has been and displaying that, hey, he's able to take not just what he's learned to the field, but to the field and be a productive player, yeah, I think he would play. I think he'll play a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Listen, it's, it's going to be a gradual process. You know, you – They'll put more on his They'll plate put, the more he shows that he can handle it. A lot like they did with Juju, his yeah, rookie 100%. season. hundred percent. Absolutely. First, we saw that it was, progression. It was a slow yeah. burn the first few weeks of the season, but then about week eight, nine, he, he really started mm -hmm. to take off. I think we could see that yep. same trajectory for George Pickens. But, yeah, I, I think he definitely gets a helmet and gets some snaps week one, you know, barring any anything yeah. unforeseen in the injury department. Lieutenant Dan's legs. Oh, that's my guy. Your, guy. your favorite. Listen, your man. Favorite I almost name brought back my here. Twitter just so I could see that. All right. <laughs> Wants to know what's good. With RB number two. Well, for me, man, since the signing of Jeremy McNichols, that's the guy I've been excited about. Um, I thought that he answered 
a hole or a big question that we had in terms of who can give us that third down pass catching element. We want it to be Anthony McFarlane, but for various reasons, we just haven't seen it happen consistently enough. Benny Snell, yes, in terms of if you want to get out of a stadium and you need somebody that you can hand the ball off to, you know, uh, 10, 15 times, mm -hmm. yeah. Benny Snow can give you that, but we know he's limited in other areas, and we still had some questions, unfortunately, just about his overall productivity, right, ball security, mm -hmm. things like that. But what Jeremy can bring to the table is that pass-catching element, is that true ability to spell Najee in certain instances where you're not – but you don't want Jeremy out there for, you know, to be a bell cow back either. Right. But when you're talking about using him with a Najee Harris, that's what I think of for the RB too. I think of a guy that I could still implement with Najee, take some of that load off of him, but be a productive player. And Jeremy on paper and based on what he did last year in Tennessee hmm. does give him a little bit of a, a, an advantage because we haven't seen any of our other guys currently on this roster have a receiving season the way that he did out the backfield. I I am with you, and that is you know that's going to be a, a crucial element of of this Matt Canada offense. You know, as you joke, and I sound like I'm speaking from the Old Testament, as this offense is molded in Matt Canada's image. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things we're going to find out. Uh, Rod Dalla wants to know. How's my guy Anthony Miller looking so far? You know what? Yesterday in the rain, I thought he showed really well. Again, it's 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 only two days. It's tough to deduce, particularly when they're not tackling, right? Yeah. Because as Motsi and I talked, you know, Calvin Austin has that big 70-yard screen pass touchdown. Okay, that goes a little differently on Wednesday when, them pads when are those on, pads man. are on. Now, it's nice to see the burst. It's yeah. nice to see the speed, all that, without a doubt. Um, but I will tell you, because, you know, Rod Dalla, I believe, during OTAs uh, made the prediction that uh, Anthony Miller would be one of the wide receivers to, to make this team. Uh, so far, so good for him. And, uh, again, particularly yesterday in the rain, I thought he made uh, some really nice-looking plays out there as well too um buddha tweets us what and says buddha? and says uh you know give me give us give us the the real scoop here on mason rudolph what's going on yeah we talked about this a little bit at the start of the show buddha but you might have missed it for anyone else who hopped on the moving train late here um he's 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 looked like he belongs i mean he's you know, uh, B Brian Backo, the post gazette who joined us in the first hour had an interesting point of he doesn't know if it's really Mason showing out as much as it's been Trubisky and Kenny Pickett struggling at times, but Mason has looked good. He he has looked like he's belonged, and he looks like he deserves an opportunity to be in that conversation. And I think that's, you know, through two days of practice, that's legitimately probably where we're at. Yeah, and I mean, if you're Mason, I mean, that's the start that you would want. Absolutely. I'm sure it's Absolutely. It, for the Mason supporters, that's the start that you would want as well. Um I just think for me, man, it's got to continue to see it. You know, it's like I said, an excellent start to camp for Mason, though, man. That's what you want. If you were him, you couldn't draw it up any better. You playing well and others kind of struggling, that's the that's the recipe for success for you. But you <laughs> have to continue. Right. Stability is key for him, man. Stability is key. It's absolutely right. Hey, sometimes you're just out on the dance floor and everyone else has got a partner except for you. And it just leads to you finding someone. Hey, you make the best of it, You right? make the best of it. Make Absolutely. Of. One of my favorite training camp traditions, you know, young Jacob missed it because he was on his cell phone. <laughs> uh, Steelers linebacker Jerry O likes to ride his bike. Yeah. Steelers linebacker, Steelers linebacker coach, pardon me, former Steelers linebacker, current coach Jerry O likes to ride his bike to practice. So he just pulled up on his bike, parked it right mm -hmm. here in front of us, walking out onto the field. I love that. Those are some of the cool things you see here around campus. Uh, last tweet we got for today, Arthur Motes. 
uh, Devin, the human flamethrower out in Denver. Ooh, He's another one that absolutely. we. It, it, it's good to have the he band back together here. Hiatuses. He definitely does. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to have the. It's good to have the band back together here. Yeah. Um, wants to know rest of the offensive line. Any thoughts outside of of Daniels being the guy who is, has shown well so far? This is another thing we've discussed. Oh, a say little bit. Uh, he said, just thoughts on the rest of the offensive line, kind of mm-hmm. outside of Daniels, who everyone's spoken well of to this point. Um, to me, the, the thing that I'm watching is, you know, again, Wednesday, first day of practice, it was Kevin Dotson who got the yeah, first reps the with the first there. team. Yesterday yeah. it was Kendrick Green who got the first rep. To me, really, and we're just at the starting point, but how does that evolve as we go as we go along here? Yeah. When does one start getting more reps? Does it continue to go back and forth? That'll be one of the first things I'm looking for at practice today. Who gets that first crack? But for me, Motsi, in this, I could certainly be wrong. This can always play out differently. But that feels like the one position that's really truly up for grabs, where everyone else is kind of penciled in already as the first team. Um, to me, it's it's that's that's something I've really been keeping an eye on here. Yeah, for me, I just laugh at it. I think it's a competition only on paper. I think it's a competition only for us to talk about. But if kill some Kevin time Dyson, on the radio. <laughs> if Kevin Dyson does what he's supposed to do, this is not a competition. I've said that when they first made the switch in OTAs. Minicamp, and I'm going to keep saying that because, to me, Kevin Dotson is a player that we're going to need to depend on. Kevin Dotson is one of those guys that if you're playing your best ability, you should be in Pro Bowl conversations. And that's why, for me, I don't even want to entertain the competition between him and Kevin Dotson for uh, for, – between him and Kendrick Green. Kendrick, you're you're, you're trying to figure this thing out. You heard Wolf talk about him potentially going back to center because he thinks he still has something That's a lot for a rookie to go back and forth. But for me, man, I just think that Kevin Dotson, though, man, he needs to have one of those seasons for us, man. So he's the guy that I'm kind of just looking at saying, yo, forget anything else. Be the guy. Absolutely, and that's one of the things we'll be watching and talking about as we go along here. But that'll do it for us today. Practice about to get started. We're going to hand things off to Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson. They'll have you covered for the next three hours here on SNR. Thanks to Brian Backo for joining us earlier, Jacob for producing on site, and Arthur Motes, the best co-host in the business. Good to have you here, partner. Me? Man, you never once in a while we get out here in the flesh, man. It's part of our agreement. And and to Brian LaMartina back at the ranch. The drive and Steelers practice up next. Don't go anywhere. It's our ongoing camp cover. On SNR. You're listening to the official voice of Black and Gold Nation, SNR. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.